millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. But... But, you know, we're really, and for us, we're not really even into political season, right? And we're getting crowds like this. We were all over, over the last couple of weeks. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just, we do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. (laughs) Bernie Sanders was very upset. Why would he be there? Why, why? Because I want to win. I want to keep everybody up. Guess that's a good reason. Our country is in serious trouble. We have losers. We have losers. When was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China? country needs she's killed hundreds of thousands of people with her stupidity probably trillions think big they lie We don't have victories anymore. We are one nation. You're going to love winning. In the history of stories... Maybe the intelligence agencies. Much hacking going on. People don't understand. That's up. The United States is hacked by everybody. The office of President of the United States. Sit down. Fake news. 
Congratulations. Hello, America. Get the job done. Hillary Clinton is a crook. Hillary is so corrupt. How corrupt you have to be to get kicked off the Watergate Commission. Pretty corrupt. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. I will fight for you. I will bring it back. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It can happen. It's going to be only. You're going to love winning. You need tremendous stamina. of action. The greatest president that God ever created. We will make America great again. Together, we will make America great again. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone you're listening to red pill 78 as always my name is zach payne the corruption detector and this is another edition of red pill news for saturday night live stream joining us in the studio tonight returning guest and a good friend of the program fbi whistleblower and target of the fbi mr david bomblet a man living in exile david i didn't even tell him before the show started but i went and searched his name 
on Google, and the first search for the result that came up was people who aren't allowed to return to the United States. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, man. They don't quit, though, let me tell you. When they got you in their sights, yeah, the United States government is uh, quite a machine. And, of course, the FBI, instead of investigating crimes, they're often busy perpetrating them instead. So we're actually going to dive into David's story tonight about how the FBI actually targeted him. What did they do to him? And, of course, what's he been doing since then? So if you guys haven't yet, please do me a favor, hit the like button. Help us out by sharing the show. I would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to all of the patriots that I met today in Lakeland, Florida at the uh, at the meetup. It was really great getting to hang out and talk to everybody. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this with David Baumblatt. So just like groceries and gas, your energy bills are expected to keep hitting record highs in the coming months. And despite the fact that most Americans are behind on their utility bills, costs continue to rise by as much as 60% compared to previous years. It's gotten to a point where it's so bad there are some power companies that have a shocking $13 million in uncollected bills because the average person simply cannot afford the price of today's electricity. And the costs show no signs of slowing down. This is why tens of thousands of people are starting to use this magical little device to help slash their power bills and beat the greedy utility companies. The device is a compact, energy-saving device that helps reduce energy bills and optimizes a home's power usage. It's designed to stop your home from wasting unnecessary energy, reduce your home's electricity usage, extend the lifespan of appliances, ensure a consistent and safe flow of electricity to your home, and so much more. Simply plug it into the wall outlet and the cost savings begin. The first month alone is going to pay for the device itself. You can experience this incredible cost savings device at an exclusive 65% off by going to don'twastepower.com. Plus, you're going to get a risk-free, full 60-day trial through their safe and secure website. Don't miss out on this incredible offer to save 65% off and get free shipping today at DontWastePower.com. Once again, that's DontWastePower.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. You sure about that? Oh, that's the wrong button. I did it again. You sure about that? (laughs) Okay, sorry. David, I just changed my entire setup here, and I accidentally hit the wrong button. But either way, we are live. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'm glad to have you back, Dave. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And to all the American patriots or anyone else, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I see that we may have a couple of your former colleagues from the Federal Bureau of Investigation in the audience tonight. It's always funny to me when uh, a random name pops up before anybody else is in the chat and they make a disparaging comment without any sort of backing information or or any uh, uh, reference as to why they might be saying it. So I can only imagine that it's probably people that want to see you not speaking because you're also banned on Twitter now. I went to go tag you on the show as I shared it earlier this afternoon, and you were gone. What happened? So interesting. I was, uh, so I'm currently suspended on Twitter permanently. That happened, I think, about four days ago. So I get an email. 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Permanently suspended from Twitter due to violent dialogue. Obviously, I do talk a lot about civil war. I don't advocate it, but I still predict it's uh, something could be coming. Anyway, you're suspended. You can appeal, which I did. And the appeal is just basically you send an email, and I just said, hey, uh, you know, if you could help me, let me know. But I'm trying to get my message to the politicians. I don't know, you know, how else to do this, but the appeal was. Uh, overrided or not sustained and it is what it is so no twitter so i think against you know all these military veterans going out going off overseas mm-hmm. killing foreigners bombing other countries what freedoms are we really fighting for when our freedom of speech is being taken away from us right here in america yeah yeah all of those civil liberties are, are under attack here at home and uh, obviously 
you not being able to warn the general population about what could happen is uh, clearly an effort to maintain that status quo. I've never understood. Um, I've never understood why you, you can't talk about things in a historical context. I mean, you know, look at what's come before. OK, you know, you can look at civilizations past. You can look at, you know, the history of the United States. And it's quite clear when you have a nation that's so divided you know, I mean, it's likely something could pop off. I mean, not saying that uh, I want that to happen. In fact, I want to do everything I can to avoid it. But I think that it's incredibly naive for people to think that by simply not talking about something or not allowing someone to talk about something that you're you're going to avoid it happening altogether. Yeah, and this is and again, my, my background is leadership and to the and to the viewers, particularly the American viewers. Let me pose this question to you, and it shows how our society's falling down. If you, as an American citizen, have government corruption to report, how do you do it? Think about it. How do you do it? I wrote every single congressman and senator over. They got it, and they've ignored me. But if you have it, what is the process? I would like to point out, because it's so obvious, they have it. Even on Twitter, I mean, they have it. Now, what's interesting, and everyone knows me, I think a lot of the Republicans suck, too. Even though, yes, I'm on the conservative side, I think rhino is an, is a great term. Most mm-hmm. of these Republicans suck. But there is actually, during this entire allegation, there's one congressman that I like to mention in a positive way. Now, remember, when I did my formal allegations, we'll go into it, it was January of 2022 that I launched. Mm-hmm. On the official document, there are four senators. Senator Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, uh, Chuck Grassley, and I'm forgetting that uh, Ted Cruz and, oh, Tom Cotton. Those are the four uh, Republicans. But then I sent it to everyone, uh, you know, everyone. And it was from January of 2022 until the following year of March 2023. So the newly elected politicians of 2023, they didn't get it. However, I got to mention out to Congressman from Florida, Democrat, I think his name is Soto, Congressman Soto. And this person now... He didn't respond to me. But what happened was one of his staffers, whose name is Nicholas Tardy, that's his name. I got his on his email. It's all recorded. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Tardy, who's part of the Wounded Warrior program. So I'm guessing Mm -hmm. he's a military veteran. Wounded Warriors usually. So he's like, listen, David, I got this information from my congressman Soto that I work under. I'm in the Wounded Warrior. Hey, what's going on? And so I give uh, Nicholas Tardy an A for an effort. The problem was he wanted me to come to America to talk with him. I'm like, I I don't really want to come to America. Can we get with your Congressman Soto? Mm -hmm. It just didn't work. There was miscommunication. But an A for effort for Nicholas Tardy. Uh, so again, the congressman never responded to me, but they have it, people. I mean, we, we got it. We, now I'm sure maybe not 100%, but I've got read receipts, congressman staffers, chief of staff. They've ignored me. So I go back to the American public. I'm a military veteran. It's obviously I'm being ignored. Even on my Twitter, which was doing very well. I was getting momentum. It was, it got past 10,000 followers and I was just firebranding these politicians every day. Reminding, meaning sooner or later, they probably would have saw my comments on Twitter, like, sure. respond to me. It's mathematically impossible that they didn't get it. So I go back to the American people. If we want to stop corruption, if you have something to report, how do you do it? Because these politicians, the only reason, the only way these politicians will help you out is will it help them for reelection? Right. I mean, that's really, it's the, if, think about it. It's my same logic. 
These FBI and CIA agents, they're not doing it for duty on our country. It's a paycheck and a pension. Look at our politicians. They're not doing it for duty on our country. It's just about re-election, re-election. Am I going to get yeah. re-elected? Am I going to, am I going to make a career as a career politician? Most of these people are not in it. So it just shows again in my situation that I, I and that's why I never wanted to be here. This should have been worked out in private by the politicians. I never imagined this would happen. So, so it just shows like with this guy, Nicholas Tardy. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, you know, Congressman, he got it. That's how he got it. He goes, I got this stuff from Congressman Soto because I was just firebrand him. And if anyone see me on Twitter, they know too. I was firing these messages all the time to the politicians. So it is what it is, but our system is going down. Uh, it's broken. Don't really care about it. No, no, they don't care. It, it seems to be irreparably broken. And you make such an excellent point. I, I, you know, quite often we are saying things like, you know, why don't people stand up? Why don't more people talk about the corruption that they see? Why don't they try to fix it? <clears throat> this is like, like you're going to a known felon and asking them to help you stop a bank robbery from taking place when it's them who's going to be robbing the bank. They're the ones who are going to be benefiting from it. You know, like if you're an FBI agent and you go through the whistleblower process, you know, there there is like this official process. It's it's uh, uh, ostensibly designed to protect the person and the information, but it never does. I mean, they usually get their name leaked or, or they get up retaliated against. Or if you go to the federal government and you say, hey, I have a problem with something you, the government, is doing, they're like, you know, okay, we're going to look into your bank accounts and we're going to see if how, how we can screw you over or something. Yeah, you know something that I changed my mind with Edward Snowden and Julian Assange, even though I was positive with them before, once you realize how broken the whistleblower system is, it's completely broken. Both nothing will get done and you'll will, you will get retaliated. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that the whistleblower system is broken, any whistleblower, you cannot point your finger at them to say, well, they should have done this or they did it a little wrong. When the whistleblower system is completely broken, it's the government's responsibility to fix it. So some people have said stuff like, I think Edward Snowden, he had the right idea, but he did it wrong. He didn't do it. The whistleblower system's broken, people. Mm-hmm. It's completely broken because it's not just in the FBI. I was also a whistleblower, whistleblower in the private sector with the Boeing company. Mm-hmm. When you are under, this could be sexual harassment, this could be discrimination, it's under what's called the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. If you are a whistleblower for that, for ethics, you are not allowed to be retaliated. It's against the law. Right. I'm telling you, it's all the time. And when I sued Boeing in, in the federal courts in Chicago, if I would have went back, I should have never spent $50,000, and I should have never sued Boeing. It is unbelievable the damage that I got from it. No one ever knows, but I'm just saying the whistleblower system is completely broken in America. So anyone that points their fingers at the whistleblowers, you know, like Edward Snowden or Julian Assange that says, well, he should have done it this way, or maybe he, you know, he sort of broke this violation, you know, had good intent. The whistleblower system's broken, and it's the government's responsibility to first fix it 
And then you could, you know, put blame on the whistleblowers. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to Julian Assange, I mean, he he wasn't an American citizen. You know, he's a journalist. So I don't know how else he's supposed to do it. I think he did it absolutely correctly. And I I truly believe that the way that he's been treated since, you know, being locked up in the embassy for seven years, now being in Belmarsh, not having any charges filed against him officially yet, obviously, here in the United States. They're trying to get him on the Espionage Act. But, David, you have to be a, a U.S. citizen. Uh, in order to break the Espionage Act. And and that's not Julian Assange. Now, the one thing I will say with Edward Snowden, the disclosures that he came out with, certainly, uh, is it distressing that uh, these spying tools were being used to abuse our, uh, our, our, our privacy and, you know, so many aspects of uh, what we thought we had in terms of the, the compact with the government? Absolutely. But Edward Snowden's disclosures largely hurt the efforts of the NSA uh, to run clandestine operations, and he was able to get away. Let me just say this. You know, Edward Snowden joined the CIA before he joined the NSA, and then he was able to sneak out of the country after giving that information. Do you know about the guy who came out with the WikiLeaks Vault 7 information? That was after the Podesta leaks before Julian Assange was charged with the Espionage Act, that guy was a CIA agent, and he released pretty much like the CIA's version of what the NSA had had released under Edward Snowden. That guy's going to prison for the rest of his life. He didn't get away. So all I'm saying is it's a possibility that perhaps the uh, the, the release that Edward Snowden had may have been a coordinated effort with the CIA. And this new guy... Because it was the CIA that he was trying to expose, they were like, sorry, Jack, we're not going to allow that to happen. Just a theory. One one thing I like to talk about, Julian Assange, because it relates to NATO. It relates to what I talk about, the Western demise of Western countries. Yeah. But Julian Assange's country, obviously, he's an Australian citizen, absolutely abandoned him. Now, news to people, a lot of Americans don't, they lack You know, if you look at the American citizens who have the most international experience, it's actually the U.S. military. They're Mm -hmm. the number one group because they go overseas. Then you're, you know, some diplomats here and there, expats, but most Americans don't know. But Western countries like Australia, like Canada, like Western Europe, these are American colonies. They are. Whether you... Whether you understand that, I could get... I was in NATO. NATO is basically the American... European military, the American. But if you look at Julian Assange and ask yourself, where was or where is the Australian government? I could tell you they're basically working for the American government. So, you know, and I say this all the time, if you're an Australian, if you're a German, if you're a Brit, the fall of the American empire is basically what it is, is going to give you freedom and independence in many countries you'd be surprised even a country like germany believe it or not it's actually not a sovereign country it's still post-world war ii but we people don't realize uh you know that's why you know obviously uh edward snowden's in russia you know i'm in china there's definitely some countries that push back on america and say no way yeah but most of these western countries they're American colonies. Yeah. If, if you would have been in any of those other NATO aligned nations, they would have handed you back over without any thought or care. I, well, I'm going to I'm going to give you a point. And yeah. so I haven't put this out. It's in my book and everything like that. But why have I come? Why have I come open now? Like, why have I done the book and done everything? The straw that broke the camel's back, because I keep saying this, 
going up against the FBI is basically a suicide mission. I don't think people realize how powerful they are. And when I left the FBI in 2007, I said I kept my mouth shut for three reasons. I don't think anyone would believe me. Nobody wants to hear a complainer from, you know, from leadership and don't mess with the FBI. What broke the straw on the camel's back was this. If the investigation with the FBI would have stayed domestically in America, mm-hmm. I would have just never went back to America for the rest of my life, never went public, never done anything, and I would have just went on my life, which makes you wonder how many other people have secrets or information that they could tell to the American public, but they don't want to do it. But I would not going to say anything. For the rest of my life, I would have said I'm not going back. This is what happened. And you could go to my Rumble video three. I work for Amazon in China. It's a scumbag company. It's absolutely, just watch that video. Jeff Bezos, these are, these are scumbag corporations. What I did was the, the COVID lockdowns were atrocious in China. Oh, yeah. Brutal. I left China and I went to a Western friendly country. So this goes back to your point, Zach, about countries that have influence on. And I went to, a, I'm not saying the country now, you'll get the name. There's a reason why I'm not giving this information out now. I went to a Western-friendly country, and my plan was to become a citizen. I was going to make this country my home, and you know, I wasn't going to go back to America, and I had, I had the work visa, I had the career, the job, everything was lined up, everything was doing well. What had happened, and I'll give proof on this, the FBI, because like I said, the FBI really doesn't have much influence on Russia, on China. You know, they, they, they have, however, they have influence on all these other countries. The FBI liaisoned with this intelligence agency of this Western country, and I was permanently expelled from this country. Oh, wow. My work visa was shut, and I am never allowed to come back there and work again. And of, and of course, I was not doing anything illegal in this country. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. What had happened was this. Because you got to use reverse engineering. All of a sudden, we'll say the FBI in America gets a call from, again, a friendly intelligence agency that they work with. Because I was in a Western country. We'll say France. All of a sudden, the French intelligence agency contacts the FBI and says, listen, we have a French citizen in America. We need to know what he's doing. Who's his contacts? What's going on? That will immediately raise our our uh you know our uh antennas to say wait 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 a minute you you want us to give you questions on this French national what what's going on what what's wrong with this French national mm-hmm. we can't say we're just going to say he's a person of interest we need to know what's going on in the FBI as you can imagine there's a lot of foreign nationals in America the FBI we don't know mm-hmm. but if a foreign intelligence agency says that we have to launch an investigation immediately certainly so in the fbi we would launch an investigation on this french national he would be under covert surveillance everything and as this investigation drags on it could drag on for a year it could be we find nothing on this person nothing but we think why the heck is this guy on the radar 
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. of the French intelligence agency. Not, this is not making sense. Mm-hmm. So what we would do is better safe than sorry. We'd kick him out, persona non grata. He, we would contact the FBI. We've done this before. We would contact ICE and immigration, American ICE. We would say, you know, uh, revoke his, uh, you know, stop his uh, work visa immediately. Don't say anything. We're not going to give him. He'll get a letter in the mail from, you know, American ICE saying, sorry, your work visa has been revoked. You've got two weeks to leave America. Have a good life. Bye. And that's it. That's exactly what happened to me. Wow. So why not go to like Macedonia or the Azores or something like that? I mean, I, I, I hear that, you know, there's a lot of people going through Eastern Europe. I, I, I understand you can live relatively cheaply. There's also opportunities for work. And obviously, you know, in some beautiful Caribbean nation, you could probably get in there and, and they wouldn't be uh, necessarily uh, quick to turn you over. Why? 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 Yeah, China? So- well, the reason is, is so I was first in what's called mainland China, and then I left, and now I'm in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong is different. Hong Kong's actually pretty good. It's changing, but don't fool yourself. When Hong Kong was under the British rule, so it, it got handed over in 1997. So I actually yep. know British guys who are actually citizens of Hong Kong. Okay. And it was at one time probably the best place to live on Earth. I've I heard mean, most that. people yeah. don't understand about Hong Hong Kong's fun. It's yeah. sort of like maybe living in Singapore or Dubai. It's like one of these expat. It's like an expat hub. But they're not so going to hang Kong, you for spitting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not that strict, you know. Yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. So it, you know, you you could say it has it has the protection of of uh, you know the American government doesn't have influence on there, you mm-hmm. know. But it has a lot of Western amenities. If anyone knows Hong Kong, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's like a Singapore, a Dubai, something like that. So it's not a bad place. Hong Kong is pretty fun. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, okay. So, so tell tell us exactly what the FBI did to you. I mean, like, well, sure. let's let briefly just go over what you said about the FBI and what the problems were. What was it that upset them so much? Sure. So what I what I like to do is, and, and this is where we'll key the video soon, not yet, but when I joined the FBI in 2004, and I mentioned this, there's something called the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 1978. Now, what people may or may not know, you should know this, but after 9-11, oh, yes. literally within 45 days, that's not a lot of time, the Patriot Act was approved. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if there was any paperwork that was just, you know, rushed through the system. So what is the Patriot Act and the FISA Act? What is the correlation? It's basically taking the FISA Act on steroids. Mm-hmm. It just pushes it more in the direction of unconstitutional. And when I was in the FBI, you could see it so clearly that what we were doing to U.S. nationals, this was going to be a major problem. It was so obvious. Mm -hmm. And so 
one of the things to just think about, and like I said, when I talk about this, I'm, I'm focusing on U.S. citizens. Of course. I've actually thought that the FBI should have more power when it comes to foreign nationals. But when it comes to U.S. citizens, it is just crazy in terms of what we're doing. So I'm going to give you another example of what I reported to Senator Chuck Grass, and we'll get back to the story. But you got to remember, human beings were... Many are sheep. You know, it's just so, you know, remember, I was in the FBI in 2004 to 2007, the war on terror. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you a subject, and it reminds me of the COVID jab. Remember when the COVID came out? Everyone was scared. We got to get the jab. Mm -hmm. Now, hindsight 2020, people are like, that was probably not a good idea. Right. I'm going to tell you a topic that's very similar. It's called enhanced interrogations, Mm -hmm. which is torture. Right. When I was in the FBI... We had FBI agents going down to Guantanamo Bay, to Iraq, to Afghanistan, and I was arguing with them. I'm like, dude, that's torture. No, it's like the COVID jab. At that time, no, man, we're at war. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interrogation. You're, you're, you're going overboard, David. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm telling you, it's torture. But you got to go back then. Like, it's easy for people now to say, yeah, that COVID jab, that, that's bad. Yeah, go back. And yep. people were probably, I mean, I had people yelling at me. They were scared of their health because I didn't get jabbed. Right. I mean, it was crazy, these people. So back in 2004 to 2007, this war on terror I was sort of in the mix. I'm telling you, people all drank the Mm Kool-Aid. People were like, we are, people literally were saying, we are at war in America. Now, we did get attacked, whether that was an inside job or not, that's another story. (laughs) But I'm just saying, we got attacked, but we weren't at war. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the attack? But they were literally thinking, it was, it was almost just like, we're, you know, we're, we're literally in enemy territory here. So that sort of mindset sure. was everywhere. And so let me give you an example on what I did in the FBI. But again, we did this to foreign nationals. When we started doing this to U.S. citizens, I said, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And once we do this, you'll you'll see the video because what's happened when I was in You could just see it that this thing was ballooning. So what the FBI is doing now, I can't imagine because I saw we were going down this path just for the same reason that when I left uh, America in 2010, I saw America is going down. Mm -hmm. You sort of envision it. So let's do something. And this is related to the Patriot Act. And oh, by the way, remember how I say I think the the Republicans suck? Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? When it came time to renew the FISA Act, Guess what? The Republicans renewed it. Oh, yeah. These same Republicans, they just pushed this in. So I, I don't trust them. And like I said, when I wrote the letter to Senator Chuck Grassley in 2007, part of the reason why he didn't do anything, but now they're doing something, is because when I was in the FBI, I didn't see any targeting for political stuff. I didn't see it like liberal or conservative. And we could get into a little bit, but... Now, you know, the January 6th, you know, the Trump supporters, Trump. And so the point is, if I told Senator Chuck Grassley, hey, Senator Chuck Grassley, the FBI is spying on you and the Republicans, I guarantee he would have he would have wrote back to me or called sure. me. But but they don't care. You know, meaning the Democrats care about their mafia. The Republicans care about their mafia. And, you know, they, they'll they'll get activated. But to the normal U.S. citizens, they don't care. So, like I said, when I reported Senator Chuck Grassley, at my time, if you're a Muslim, an American citizen, 
doing nothing illegal, oh, you're getting spied upon. Mm -hmm. But they don't care. They don't care. But now, you know, Trump. So let me give you an example on something that really hits home, and this is very dangerous to us. And I just saw this in the news, this this video you're going to play, that it related exactly to it. So in the FBI... And again, there's almost like two FBI's. I was in the national security branch. If you're in the criminal branch, things are a little different. Mm -hmm. But in the national security branch, we would do stuff called covert entry. Now, what many Americans probably think when the police come to you with a search warrant, uh, obviously with an arrest warrant, but we're going to focus more on search warrant. There's probably a knock on the door or a bang on the door. And all of a sudden, the police come in and they say, search warrant. And... A lot of times that search warrant also needs to be specific. What exactly are they searching for this and that? And you are there. You can't, meaning the person you are present in your home to just be a witness. You know, that's your stuff, what they're doing and whatever. They, they'll take an hour or two or maybe longer. You know, if there was damage to your property, you're a witness. And then they do what they got to do and they leave, whatever it is. And so that is probably what you're thinking is the normal way that search warrants are done. And it's true. That's how it's normally done. But under national security, we have something called covert entry. And I did it a lot with foreign nationals. Mm -hmm. And that is the person is not at home, has no clue that you are in their house. And oh, by the way, covert entry is sometimes in the Patriot I think it's labeled as sneak and peek. It's covert <laughs> entry. It's the same. It, yeah, they call it. It sounds like a like a kid game, sneak and peek. Sounds yeah, like yeah. you you know you're playing tag. It's covert entry. So we would do it to where it's covert entry. So when we're in, we do our stuff. We get out. Nobody knows we're in there. When we're in there, we'll also take stuff, but we'll take it in a way that. That person should not know that it's taken. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes if it's serious, we may take it. And watch, you're going to see the video here soon. But again, on these, I didn't have a problem with it because these were foreign nationals and we thought their spies are terrorists. Sure. The problem is, thanks to the Patriot Act, and remember what I say about the COVID virus where everyone drank the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Well, what was the 9-11? Fear. Everyone was afraid we're going to get attacked, destroyed. And I'm telling you, 45 days, people, that Patriot Act was approved, and your constitutional rights went down the tube. But I'm telling you, I think a lot of Americans would have agreed with it because they were afraid, and they thought, you know, this is what we have to do to protect ourselves. So that Patriot Act goes through, and guess what? That Patriot Act expanded the FISA to where now you're a U.S. citizen, you don't even have to be a supposed terrorist or a supposed spy. You can just be a drug dealer. Like, they were doing anything, and they were doing covert entry. Now, I don't even need to explain to people so much on, on the, because, again, we're going to watch the video soon, on, on what problems can happen when you have police in your residence and no, and no, and you're not there. And oh, by the way, if you have CCT in there, they're going to shut that off. So, oh, yeah. you know, what are they doing in there? What did they take? And this is part, this is absolutely unconstitutional. And so I say again to the American people, picture the Patriot Act as basically steroids on the FISA Act. Mm-hmm. And I say again, the Republicans approved it. Meaning what most people don't know is that's why I was in this new FBI. 
the original Patriot Act was supposed to expire in the year 2005. Mm-hmm. I joined in 2004 in the FBI. Well, President Bush immediately said, no, we're going to extend it. So this Patriot Act was still a new thing in the FBI because they're like, listen, we're in the new FBI. We are now a primarily intelligence agency. This is what we're doing. And I could see it. I'm thinking this is not going to be good because sooner or later, these American citizens are not going to tolerate that. So that's why, like I said, I think what's happening now in the FBI is the same thing when I'm predicting in America, meaning it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And now it's not covert. It's out in the public, meaning the January Sixers. It's like, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you went into the Capitol. So what I want to do is let me preface this video because it fits exactly what I'm saying. This video, and it's short. I think it's only about, like, what? it's less than five minutes. One minute and 20 seconds, yeah. Yeah, it's real short. So the point is, is this is an FBI agent who is now, you could track his case. He's been, he is, he has now been uh, under, he was basically doing a sneak and peek or covert entry to a January Sixer. So again, this person's a January Sixer who, who went into the Capitol. So he's under investigation. This FBI agent does a covert entry into this person's private home. And then after it's done, because again, the person didn't know, I think the, the, the U.S. citizen's name, he's an Asian American named Han. I, I forgot his name. Okay. He reports that his personal money has been stolen. Luckily, that it was he had a good enough voice when an investigation happened, and they found out this FBI agent has been stealing from other residences doing this same sort of covert entry. Yeah. And so now he's already been indicted, he's been in court. Well, you know, you could follow the court proceeding. But the point is, is this was never allowed before the Patriot Act. And your scumbag Republicans who you know, they've also approved the extension of this. But this is what I'm saying. So when I was in the FBI, I reported, but I reported, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I could see the, I could see the bubbles, you sure. know, coming up. And I said, this is not good. We're going to get in more trouble. Now though, it's getting so obvious that the constitutional rights are being trampled upon. Just like Donald Trump, what happened to him and that was crazy. What you're going to start seeing is this government is going to get more and more tyrannical where they're going to do this stuff like basically right in front of your face. They're going to get so powerful that you're not going to know. So if you can, just play the quick video so that way the audience can get a little bit. Yeah, So, and just to your point, I think you're absolutely right. I think we're actually seeing that happen right now. It's like there's a desperation on behalf of this current administration because I think they can sense that they're losing control of the situation. And so many people have woken up to just exactly what is happening and just, you know, how much injustice we're, we're faced with every single day. I remember the, uh, the events of nine 11. I remember being skeptical about the official story. First thing I was like, where's the plane at the Pentagon? I don't see any engines. And then I thought to myself, how is it that, the passports survived when the guy when these guys flew into the World Trade Center. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But then when George W. Bush starts starts blaming Iraq for the events of 9-11, even though they had absolutely nothing to do with it, 
I said, this is a snow job. And then the Patriot Act, I was like, this is so obviously an excuse to to strip away our civil liberties. So, okay, well, this is the ultimate uh, uh, culmination of uh, of what we've created here in the United States. Let's take a listen. FBI agent finds himself on the other side of the law tonight, accused of stealing property and money during federal raids. And the alleged crimes went on for more than a year. ABC 13's Liliana Pearson was in federal court today as he went before a judge. Details in this case are pretty thin. And while no cameras are allowed in federal court today, I did sit in taking notes on what 36-year-old Nicholas William is accused of doing. According to the federal court, William has been with the FBI since 2019 and has served on the criminal violent gang squad and counterterrorism squad. The charges outline a series of illegal activities between March of 2022 and July of 23. We're told in that time, William stole money and property from multiple homes while carrying out search warrants. The judge did not say how much money he stole or what the personal items were worth. It's also alleged that William stole multiple cell phones belonging to the FBI and fraudulently used his company card, lying about the charges. In today's hearing, William was given a personal bond and released. He was told by the judge if he's found guilty, he could face up to 10 years in jail and up to $250,000 in fees. William did not have an attorney today and he was not available after court for any comment. He's going to be back in front of a judge Friday. So, you know, the the sad thing is, David, uh, when when you give a law enforcement agency this type of carte blanche, I mean, whether it's the FBI or whether it's a a local police uh, department, they're going to take advantage of that. Somebody working in that in that setting is going to take advantage of the power that you afford them. I've heard of this happening in other areas before um, uh, police going in and doing searches on people they suspect of being drug dealers or perhaps maybe somebody has a warrant out or maybe they even manufacture something and they go into the apartment, they go into the home and they search the house like while the homeowner's downstairs and then they just steal whatever money or jewelry they find. And the only way that anybody knew about it was because this homeowner that was targeted had closed circuit televisions uh, or CCTV cameras uh, all over the house yeah. and they were hidden. And because the 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 police that went in there and were stealing the money, they did not know that they were being recorded and so they didn't get away with it. But you know, that you have to wonder, I mean, how many other people just like that came before? And and obviously this is a pattern. You know, nobody nobody in, in a in a position like that, well, I mean, I guess they have to start somewhere, but obviously, you know, they're they start going into these situations looking for a way that they can exploit it. And when they know that they're gonna be protected by the 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 Department of Justice or the long arm of the law, you know, they have a sense of entitlement. It's really sad. Yeah, I think too is when I was in the FBI, remember, when I joined, it was still that 9-11 fever, you know, yep. we're at war. And I was the new guy, and you realize that the FBI, it is a machine. And no new guy is going to say, hey, I think they were like, shut up, you don't know what right. you're talking about. And I sort of, the, it's the same thing why I left America, the leadership is, you know, lead, follower, get out of the way. So I already was thinking, I think I'm just going to quit the FBI because you realize that you can't push against this machine. I was like, these people were just, they, like, I'm going to give you an example. Um, you know, we've, we've seen these 007, you know, Q that's got, you know, all these tech, these technological gadgets and yep. stuff. 
So in the FBI, the national security branch and the criminal branch, the national security branch, we get all the new stuff, the new technology. Once it gets old, we give it in the, the, the criminal branch and it goes like that. Okay. But just like we're talking about with these search warrants, we call them in the FBI black bags. And the point, it's the same thing, covert entry. It's just a different word. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you think you have CCT? These people are sophisticated. We'll bring in teams from headquarters and we'll go in there. And it's amazing the tech that we call them the techies, the FBI techies. They'll go in there and we'll go through everything. And I remember at this time they were saying, because I had thought we would only do this for foreign nationals. Because at the time we were doing it uh, with a suspected spy. This is a foreign national suspected spy. Mm -hmm. But remember with the Patriot Act, they're like, no, we'll do this with uh, U.S. citizens too. And I said, isn't that unconstitutional? And it was the same thing like, dude, we're at war. Mm It's the Patriot Act. And I was like, okay, but I'm telling you, to the American citizens, if the FBI wants to get in there, you're not going to know. I'm telling you, they have, they're very, you know, if, if you get the yo-yo cop, yeah, you know, he'll maybe, you know, he'll leave some, you know, trace elements that he's been there. But if the FBI really wants to get into your place, search it, take what they want and get out, most 99% of people, you will have no clue. You'll never know. And the point being, it's very dangerous. And I had thought we would only do this on foreign nationals, thanks to the Patriot Act. And so, you know, it doesn't take a rocket science. And there and there are politicians. I think Rand Paul is one of them mm-hmm. who agrees it's unconstitutional. Yep. Uh, I guess he's the minority, though. That's the well, problem. He's, he's but, the only one that I've that I've heard speaking. Out yeah, I mean, it. Th- th- and that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's it's so weird because. You still see these Americans like, yeah, man, I'm a Republican. I mean, if you really look at these Republican politicians, they really don't have your back. I mean, they love wars. They want to keep getting us into wars. They really don't care about your your freedoms and your and your rights. I mean, for anyone to approve, or even you got this one guy, uh, I think his name's Mike Gallagher. He's the congressman who's uh who's not going to run for Congress again. This guy is in charge of our China program. And he voted against sealing the southern border. Like, you, you'll you see how these people vote, and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. So, you know, but I, I tell people all the time, that Patriot Act basically gave FISA Act on steroids. And, and what they're going to continue to do, and I saw it, what they're going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And the problem is, is when you have a private corporation, it... It's Leadership 101. Just pay attention to this. It's very simple. It's MBA 101. A corporation will continue to grow and become a monopoly unless two things occur. Either one, they don't do well and they lose money and they go bankrupt, meaning fiscally, or the government steps in with some type of regulation or maybe a lawsuit, something, some type of regulation. So unless there's regulation or unless there's performance issues with money, that corporation will continue to grow until it becomes a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The government does the same thing. Absolutely. The problem is the government has funny money, so it doesn't matter their performance. I mean, these people are horrible. Even the military, these West Point jets, they can't even win a war. So it doesn't matter what their performance is. It's all funny money. And who's going to regulate the regulators? You know, what happens when you have government corruption on the FBI? Yeah. Good luck on that one. 
You know, now you got because technically the FBI is supposed to police the FBI. Absolutely. That doesn't work too well. No. And even if you go to the OIG quite often, I mean, where did they come from? They came from the department that they're now overseeing. And so that's where their loyalties lie. I've seen it so many times in in covering this sort of stuff. I mean, it's just like a snow job. they, They just brush something to the side or they do enough investigation so that they can write a report. And then once they write it, they determine that there was no real ill intention on behalf of the people who did the stuff that was wrong. But again, if this was happening in a private sector, you know, you're an individual, you're breaking laws, then they're going to come after you like 100 percent. They're not going to allow you to just slip through the cracks unless you're shoplifting or you like, I don't know, kill a pregnant woman and you're an illegal. Then you're fine. Probably you can go do whatever you want. But if you're just like an upstanding citizen, then they're going to come after you. Yeah, when I when I did my allegations, I also included with the inspector general of the Department of Justice, Horowitz, never owe me back. He was part of it. But yeah, the inspector general. But a lot of them, they're already, uh, you know, colluded with the FBI. Again, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, if there's police corruption, it's the FBI's job to, you know, to to uh, to investigate uh, public corruption. But Mm -hmm. when it's the FBI themselves. Trust me. It, and we, we know that everyone has a natural bias. The FBI, in fact, many of these investigations that are coming out now, for instance, this uh, McGonagall. So he's the FBI senior agent, yep. counterintelligence out of New York. You've seen that in terms of uh, he's been indicted. I think he's been sentenced already. Russia collusion. So many years. <laughs> Here's the point. Yeah. The FBI will protect their own for their image. So the point being is, is I believe McGonagall, that's out in the public because that started actually with the NYPD, meaning there was an outside source. But don't fool yourself. When there's FBI corruption that is completely siloed within the FBI, the FBI director, he will cover that up. Mm-hmm. But if that corruption was reported like McGonagall, it was actually reported outside of the FBI now it gets difficult. Who to cover this and that? Mm-hmm. But don't fool yourself. Rule number one in the FBI, they made it known, is you protect the FBI's reputation. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this country is falling apart because it's getting now so obvious, even people like me, that you just can't hide it now. It's like Let me give you an example just to show the audience on just how evident it is that we are falling apart. We have... The FBI director, Ray Ray, he's a scumbag. This guy is an absolute scumbag. He talks on national television and he says, China's the threat, China's the threat, China's the threat. At the same time, our southern border is open. Mm -hmm. We have Chinese illegals pouring into America. Oh, yes. Now, I'm telling you something. Jedgar Hoover, like him or not, he's a tyrant. He's, uh, you know, he did a legal, that border would be sealed under J. Edgar Hoover mm-hmm. because he would declare that a national security threat. Trust me, Hoover was a racist. He didn't like foreigners sure. to begin with. Sure. That, that border would be sealed and anyone <laughs> stepping in the way because the FBI is the lead organization, the lead agency on counterterrorism and national security domestically. Mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover would say that is a national security threat. We're closing the border. Anyone who uh, who obstructs us, you're getting arrested. But you got Ray, who, by the way, one of the difference between him and Jager Hoover is he is a globalist, corporate, 
lawyer. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. That's his background. Right. Hoover wasn't. Hoover was a nationalist. He yep. was a racist. He was a he was a he was a dictator. But he yep. was different. He was a nationalist. So you have uh, Director Ray Ray, whose corporate law firm. Who are their clients? The Chinese CCP. Exactly. This is not working out, people. <laughs> but you, you're starting to see that. It's like, oh, yes. excuse me, FBI director. You keep saying China's the threat. China's the threat. You're in charge of national security. Don't you think that southern border is, one, a national security threat? And, two, don't you think all these Chinese coming in there? He doesn't mention that. I think a lot of our government's compromised. I really do. And if anyone disagrees with me, all you got to do is watch episode two of me working for the Boeing company in China. And and that's what happens. We're, we're, We're globalists. We have globalist corporations who really don't care about us. They care about the globe. Our politicians work for them. I really think our government is becoming more and more compromised. And and this is actually the benefit. And I'm not on the bandwagon for China or Russia saying they're perfect governments, but I am saying when it comes to Russia and China, these sort of non-Western nationalistic uh, governments, they will put their country first. Absolutely. They'll put their people. It's unbelievable. I, I don't think people understand the amount of nationalism in China. It's unbelievable. And But our country, it's the same reason. I've said it many times. When our country, a corporation, shuts down a factory, this is you know phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase one, they shut down the factory and they say, sorry, American citizens, but it's not like they like China or they like they just like money and they're like it's just cheaper. Yep. So sorry. Step two is the company is registered in America, so it's an American company. But they think you know something. There's a lot of over you know overseas tax havens, you know tax jurisdictions. Sure. Let's register it overseas because it's it saves us on tax. You're like, but wait a minute, but are we American? Who cares? We're globalists. Mm-hmm. And then three. They'll take their headquarters. They'll just say, you know, we're going to move our headquarters out. So the point being is, is you got to understand, like Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, that guy is Chinese. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is China is his home, yep. not just his home, his ancestral home. Mm-hmm. They look at China as thousands upon thousands of years. They look upon their citizens as an extended family. They don't want anything happen to China. Our globalists who run us, just like they move the factory from America overseas, they don't really think about America as their home because they're like, the globe is our home. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a globalist. I, you know, planet Earth is yeah. my home. Yeah. So if America doesn't do well, I could go other places. But you're seeing that more and more. And it's the same reason that a lot of these, I think, illegals, they're going to join the military. Because our politicians are going to let them join the military, and when martial law is declared, the American citizens, you're going to get mowed down. Oh, because yeah. They don't care. They, they don't really have any teeth in the game here. They Globalists look at America as just one of many countries. One of many countries. The nationalists, that's their home. That's their people. That's their generations. That's their history. We, that's, that's something else that's crazy. In China... There is so much propaganda of the strong Chinese man, the great Chinese man, the great history. I mean, it's flooded. You come to America, the white man's bad, the white man's racist. It's weird. You see it so obvious how they erase our history in America. Mm -hmm. This is not China and Russia doing this. These are the globalist corporations. (laughs) 
Uh, 100%. Uh, we're on the exact same side here. Uh, listen, Fredo over on Rumble, he says, thank you for your courage, and I pray for your safety, David. By the way, I asked Google a- I asked Google AI to draw a picture of an SBI whistleblower, and they are all black. <laughs> are you using a filter? Did you hear what happened with the Google AI this week? I did. <laughs> I, it's, it's so, like I said, it's so the opposite of China yeah. because, well, first thing, so if anyone knows, only people of Chinese ethnicity can become a Chinese citizen. So, mm-hmm. you know, to all you American citizens, now, if you're a Chinese American, you can come to China. You'll have to give up your American citizenship, but you can become Chinese citizen because you're ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So in China, race is very real, very real. It's not just the Chinese race, everything. But it's in America where, one, they keep saying race is not real. But then at the same time, if you say white, then, you know, it, it, we, we don't even know what's going on. But you see it more and more that our history, our culture is being erased. And and the reason why I say it's strong is because I've been living overseas for so long and now I've been reengaged in America. It's so obvious that it's almost like it's the frog in the boiling water sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just as a, as an exercise here, let me let me show the audience. And David, I'll show you as well uh, when. So several weeks ago, I play around with these uh, AI art generators because I want to see, like, how far I can push the the uh, the model and, and what can I get it to produce? So I asked it to uh, to to create a picture of an American general. And so first it gave me this a clearly Asian woman. Then it gave me uh, this Native American general. Uh, then it gave me this uh, this black woman with a hat that's way too big. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, and then I also got this vaguely Pakistani-looking woman. Uh, I, get, I did get this guy. We did get this one Caucasian guy, but uh, we also got this uh, other vaguely uh, ethnocentric woman. What the, the big thing that I noticed, first of all, is that these everybody else, every person of color— they're wearing their uh, dress uniform, and look how well decorated they are. I mean, they've got ribbons like a like a Banana Republic here. But uh, the Caucasian guy, he's just you know he's hanging out. I guess he's out in the field in the theater or something like that. But um, this is uh, this is indicative of uh, of what Google was trying to do, and uh, it's pretty funny. It's uh, it's hilarious to see this being put out there on display. Uh, and then hold on, how do I get this to stop now? Um, shoot, where's the freaking, I can't get it to turn off. <sighs> How do I stop it? How do I, back to meeting. Huh. Technology these days. Yeah, no doubt. Like this should be a button that I can just click and it will stop sharing the screen, but it's not. Doing I don't even that. know what military that guy's in, that no. uniform. That that does not look like an American uniform. No. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, oh, got it. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Stop. Okay. All right. All right, so we're, one, we're back. One of the things that China helped me out is when I left America in 2010, I remember I was in New York City and I was having lunch with some West Pointers. This is like the final days. And I said, why America is going to collapse? The weird thing was, is at that time, I didn't mention anything about race. 
Mm-hmm. And because I was probably indoctrinated, you know, white men were racist, were racist. Like, sure. We need to do more to help out people. China has red pilled me. And I say this again. Most white people in America have never lived as a racial minority. You've never lived it. So you don't know whether it's going to be good or get bad. You're just taking a guess. Mm-hmm. Now, me in China, it's definitely culturally enriching. I, I mean, I've learned so much, but it ain't my home. And, and you know, when, when in terms of legal power, but let me just give you an example of China. And as they look, because they're smart. And I say it, they know America's Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. So let me just give you an example. And we're only going to use Chinese Americans. But the same concept can be with any other races. So remember, in America, race doesn't matter. We're all the same. It's just the color of our skin. Right. It's the same thing, gender, right? Men and women, they don't exist. They're all the same. It's basically communism. Trust me, China, gender is real. Race is real. It's it's as real as can be. So let's use common sense. We're going to talk about Chinese Americans, born and raised in America. Chinese Americans. Remember, this is the typical cuck American man. They're not Chinese. We're all Americans, right, brother? We're all Americans. Doesn't matter. Well, let's look at this. Let's imagine that Chinese Americans increase in population. And one day we have an American president who's a Chinese American, director of the FBI, director of the CIA, you know, generals, Chinese Americans. But remember, they're not Chinese Americans. They're Americans. They're just like us, red, white, and blue. Well, that's what you cucks in America might say. But well, you know what the Chinese government would say? We won. Exactly. <laughs> like, we won to do a war because the cucks in America think race isn't real. Race isn't real. We're just Americans. And the Chinese are like, yep, you keep saying that. This is going to be an easy war to win. But it's so obvious. We've just been absolutely brainwashed. And I say again. I don't get into superiority. I never say that. But men and women are different. They're both important. Nobody is superior, but we're different. The same thing with races. Here's a here's a story that really that really blew my mind when in China. In China, this happened to me. uh, This happened to me many times. But these two events, I'm in China and in some parts of China where I went to, it was in Western China. There's no foreigners. You know, this is not Shanghai. This is not Beijing. When I first went to China, I was in a province that bordered Tibet. It was called Yunnan province. Mm-hmm. This is Western China. There's no foreigners. I'm going to give you an example one and example two. It's very similar. One is with a baby that was less than one years old in a crib. The other is a child that was about two years old. And and this happened to be repeated. It was so interesting. And this kind of also changed my mind about race. I'm in a park in China. This is like a Saturday. I'm in a park, and there's there's Chinese people everywhere, and there's a mother and a father with their little baby in a carriage. So he's only like six months old, but you know he can look around. You know he's 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 you know sleeping, not sleeping, but he's he's laying down, but he looks around, and he's in an open carriage. And I'm walking by, and obviously all the Chinese are looking at me because it's like wow, foreigner. And I looked at the baby, and the baby immediately boom. Just a dead stare at me, and he will not let go of the stare <laughs> the whole time I'm there. Like, even when I walk around, the baby's just like this. <laughs> and the this Chinese are laughing because they know that the, that the baby, who's less than a year old, knows 
that I'm some type of foreigner, meaning I don't look like the other people. Mm -hmm. Now, example number two, now we're talking with a two-year-old child. Same thing, we're in a park. And the two-year-old child, he's with his mom. I walk by, and he immediately says, Mama, Mama, which means I'm a foreigner. Mm -hmm. He immediately knows I'm a foreigner. And I talk with the mother, and I said, how does he know I'm a foreigner? He's only two years old. And she looked at me like I'm an idiot. She goes, you're a foreigner. It's obvious you're a foreigner. But the, the, the point is, is, is when you live in these, these racially homogenous societies like China, I mean, it's racially homogenous. Their ability to talk about race is easier mm-hmm. because we're inundated with racism. We don't, want to, we don't want to offend anyone. But in China, it's basically you're either Chinese or you're not. Mm-hmm. And if you're not Chinese, they could say very, very politically incorrect statements. Sure. I mean, the amount of racist statements that they say that they just think is normal. I mm-hmm. even tell them, I said, you can't say that in America. They mm-hmm. would say, why not? I just say, I'm telling you, you just can't say that stuff in America. Yeah. So the yeah. point being is, is in America, we think race is not real. In China, race is real. Well, you know, there is a protectionist aspect. I mean, there's like been studies that have done uh, to prove that like even at a very young age like that, a baby can recognize the difference between groups of people because, you know, if you don't. If you can't recognize that, then you might be open to, you know, having somebody from another tribe or, or another uh, a neighboring town that looks different come and scoop you up. And then, you know, what would be the difference? Uh, the the thing about the removal of race uh, as a conscious uh, as, as a conscious concept here in America, it's it's going back to what you were saying earlier about all of the foreigners being let into the country. They want to create a third world nation here in the United States of America. And by doing that, you know, they're also removing any conception about, you know, identity or culture or history. And if you don't have any sort of connection to those things and everybody just becomes, you know, sort of a a homogenous group of lessers, if you will, because they're letting in these third world peoples, they're lowering the standard of living, they're lowering the purchasing power of the dollar. It makes it that much easier to control us because they have uh, they're the ones who understand history. They're the ones who understand, you know, what these groups actually mean. And uh, and you've got nothing to latch on to except for the government. Yeah, I say again, race is real. And I'll give you another example. So when I went to China, I ne- I've never visited South Africa. In fact, I didn't know much about South Africa. And I remember, because I, I wrote this in my book, because it, it was such a big deal. When I'm in China, I kept running into South Africans, white South Africans. I thought they were from Australia, I me, mean, the accent. Because, again, I never really I never really studied much about South Africa. And then after I ran into a bunch of South Africans, white, I kept running into them. I finally asked them, I said, what are you doing in China? Why do I keep running into you? So these are the white South Africans. They're yeah. telling me, they say, one there is a genocide going on Absolutely. in South Africa. Yep. They said, go there. N- notice we don't hear much on the news. There's mm. probably a reason. Because if Americans heard what was going on in South Africa, you might think twice about becoming a minority in America. Mm-hmm. So they said, it is an absolute, uh, you know, it's it's doing horrible. And they, and they said they prefer to immigrate to, say, America, Western countries, but it's more expensive. It's hard to get there. So you could say the richer white South Africans, they can get to the West. 
But the poorer guys, they come to China. And I said, is China better than South Africa? They said absolutely for two reasons. One, there's more economic opportunity in China than Mm -hmm. South Africa. And two, they said it was more safe. And they told me stories I couldn't believe. I'm going to give you an example. This This is a white woman from South Africa. She was telling me, she goes, I I love living in China because I've lost so much weight. I said, interesting. I said, how'd you lose weight? This is such an interesting story that people don't understand. I said, how did you lose so much weight? Did you diet? She goes, no, I do a lot more walking now. I walk, walk, walk. And I said, you don't do walking in South Africa? She goes, nope, can't do it. I said, what do you mean you can't do it? She goes, South Africa, again, this is a white woman, blonde hair, blue eyed, Target. We'll just say Target. She said, South Africa, it's so dangerous that you live in your compounds. Mm-hmm. And if you leave, you're in a car yep. to another compound car. You can't just walk around like like in China, which is probably like in America. You know, you go out, you take walks, you go to the store. She goes, you can't do that. And I said, really? She goes, absolutely. She goes, me as a white woman? She goes, I'll be raped and murdered. Oh, yeah. And so she goes, I have to be in a car. Until I get to another compound, and I said, wow, you're right then. China is much safer for you. She goes, absolutely. And so, like I said, once you start going to these other countries, you still you'll realize that in America, whatever you want to believe, but as the white population drops, it's going to be a problem, people, because nobody has lived as a white minority, and we are really afraid to say the truth. And it doesn't mean, hey, look, I live in China. I like Chinese people. I'm sure you can live in Africa. Like, but, but when you think of your home, your home country, I'm telling you, don't become a racial minority. You're fucked. I'm telling you, it's going to be bad. Yeah. But everyone who's saying it's good or don't worry about it, what experience do they have? of living as a racial minority because like i said all you got to do is uh look at south africa the 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 whites there are leaving it's literally an exodus well there i mean the government is actively campaigning for that genocide that you mentioned they're taking farmland and they're showing up with machetes and just chopping people up and uh and burning their homes and like they are raping women i mean it's horrific there the other part about it i mean you mentioned not many of them end up coming to the united states it's because of the anti-white sentiment here in the united states that white south africans are not considered to be refugees even though they are facing a genocide the crime that that is happening there is absolutely abhorrent. And, you know, I mean, like, obviously apartheid and, 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 uh, and you know, the subjugation of the South African blacks, I mean, it, it was abhorrent as well. But what they did was they ended apartheid and then they just handed everything over to these people who did not have the, the skills or the experience to run a nation. And so it became a system of nepotism. And then they, they transposed that, that hatred and the racism that was previously being projected against the blacks onto the whites. And that's how over the last, you know, 30 years, you've had this kind of buildup to where they say, ah, you know, all of our problems, it's because of the Afrikaners. We got to kill the Boers. And, uh, and now that's what they're doing. And, and South Africa is a mess. They have rolling blackouts. Oh my God. They got people stealing the infrastructure. You know, you're, if you can get power to a neighborhood, 
it's only going to be on for a couple of hours a day. Like they have to produce their own power. You know, then like you said, they have to live inside their compounds. It's not safe. You know, if they do drive when they get home from work, there are people that are waiting to like steal their cars from them. It's uh, it's a terrible, terrible place. And there is no coverage of it here in the United States. Anytime I can talk about what's happening over there, I do it because nobody knows. I mean, it's just not on anybody's radar. It's terrible. Uh, Fredo, yeah, no, I one second. I, I learned. Uh, Fredo said, "Thank you for no." He said, uh, "To your knowledge, did the FBI ever look into the Obama birth certificate or allegations that he was doing coke bumps off of gay men's junk?" <laughs> Mohap. No. So what I would say is this: in the FBI, we like to sort of look at these sexy departments. I was in foreign counterintelligence, you know, counterterrorism. I think the most important department is public corruption Mm -hmm. because before we care about what putin or xi jinping is doing you know what is our governors doing what are senators doing what are our congressmen doing your your tax money so the fbi public corruption squad that is a squad that needs to be looked at and i believe it's getting more and more politically slanted but to me that's probably the one because again if our own if our own politicians are, are corrupt well, we're done. We're screwed. But it's the FBI's job to investigate these politicians. But if the FBI is already slanted, that's screwed up. And there was already rumors in there that it was started to get slanted out. Well, here's the thing. And, you know, to be honest, this this uh, this was kind of uh, born and bred under J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, the FBI, that particular public corruption unit you're discussing, I mean, they had a, a, a longstanding habit of taking advantage of those compromised politicians. You know, oh, if they absolutely. find out dirt on someone, they're going to hold on to that dirt and they're going to remind them, you know, say when the next time a vote comes up for the reauthorization of the Patriot Act, they're going to say, don't forget who is making sure you don't end up in prison for that bribe. What did Bob Menendez do? You know, I mean, like, who did he piss off <laughs> to finally have the government start coming after him? You know, because that guy, I mean, he he got off on uh, on the charges of, uh, of of sleeping with underage prostitutes in the Dominican Republic. You know, he's had corruption and bribery charges against him before, and he was able to skate through. You know, now they're, they actually raided his home. You know, I mean, he must have pissed somebody off at the DOJ or the FBI or did not vote in some fashion that they wanted him to. Yeah, and this is what I say about the FBI being, being the most powerful agency. When you have law enforcement and intelligence combined, yeah. many people may not be aware of this, but Jagger Hoover was asked to run for president. This is Joseph Kennedy. They didn't care whether he went Democrat mm-hmm. or Republican. Jagger Hoover said no thanks. And he said no thanks for a couple of reasons. He's like, one, I got more power than the president, so I'm not really turned on. Two, I don't want it. This is like the deep state. He goes, I don't want to be a politician. I got to cater to people, win their votes. And I'm only in for four, maybe eight years. We're here. I'm in for life. So he just flat out refused. He's like, I'm not interested in being the president. I'm fine right here. Yep. So this is that deep state. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Um, okay, and then also over here at Pilled, uh, Sean Joe, and thank you for the cookies, buddy. Filter Dog One says, uh, "Good evening, good evening to you, Michelle Ann and Persnick. Thank you very much, guys. Porpoiseful and Filter Dog, also Raisin Cane. Uh, thank you, Sean Joe. Nibiru's Silent Echo says, "Rumble messing with your show tonight. Thank you for Pilled. Absolutely, I don't know what the hell's going on with Rumble. It seems like 
Uh, it, it's always something. It's always something somewhere. It's an imperfect system, but we'll keep pressing forward and uh, hopefully everything will eventually iron out. Uh, thank you to a boneless chicken as well. All right, you guys, we have opened up the phones. We're going to be taking calls for the uh, the next uh, a little while. So if you want to join the conversation, you got a question for David, uh, either about, uh, you know, anything he witnessed at the FBI or perhaps his uh, perspective on China or anything else, you're welcome to join. I'm dropping the Zoom link out in the chat right now. It's over there on all of the platforms. And uh, here, if you do have uh, a telephone and you want to call in, all you do is dial 646-931-3860. And then when you are prompted, enter the meeting ID. 203-534-1837. All of that information is on screen right now. Before we take our first caller, though, guys, I need to give a big shout out to the sponsors of the next portion of the program. First of all, my friends at onenessdrops.com. Oneness Drops are uh, chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Chlorine dioxide is a, an antibacterial, antiviral, antimicrobial. It will kill all sorts of creepy crawlies. You can take non-potable water, make it clean and fresh to drink. Obviously, if the proverbial ish hits the fan, you're going to want to have the ability to produce clean, fresh water from any source that you prefer. So make sure you get some of this chlorine dioxide and uh, keep it around the house or put it in your go bag or in your car, your medicine cabinet. When you do use code RP78, you're going to save 15 percent off of this order and then any future orders. Also, thank you to My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithredpill78.com. You can purchase a four-week supply of emergency food and get $60 off right now by using preparewithredpill78.com. The discount will be automatically applied. Uh, we're talking about a shelf life of uh, up to 25 years, breakfasts, lunches, and dinners over 2,000 calories a day. It's survival food, so it's not what you want to be eating every single day. But obviously, if you can't get food anywhere else, you want to have the ability to make some food for you and your family. And it's honestly pretty good. Lisa and I have tried some of it. But definitely check out prepare with redpill78.com. And then finally, when you have water to drink and food to eat, you also got to have some place to lay your head. So head on over to mypillow.com. Use code RP78 over there to save up to 80% off of Mike Lindell's American made products. They have everything for your bathroom, everything for your bedroom, uh, slippers, bathrobes, the towels, the my pillows, and then they also have a new section with uh, supplements and other things for the home. My store, uh, all USA products, all local and uh, smaller entrepreneurs that are selling through Mike Lindell's My Pillow brand. So check it out once again. MyPillow.com. Use code RP78. And thank you very much to all of the sponsors of tonight's program. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. I believe this is going to be KC from Detroit. KC, are you there? Hey, what's happening, Zach? And oh, uh, welcome back, David. Hey, how are you? Uh, good. My last time. KC, we're 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 losing you, buddy. You sound very quiet. Maybe I don't know if the the phone is moving from your mouth or something. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, it, it was sketchy, but go ahead and try. Okay. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're uh, having a, a decent life in Hong Kong. I was there about 30 years ago, and that place has definitely got one of the scariest airports in the world uh, flying into Kowloon. I'm telling you, if one airplane just is off the course and has, runs past that runway, you could wipe out 20,000 people. <laughs> uh, it's just, it, it's one of the most compact places in the world, but 
I preferred uh, Singapore myself, just in the sense of cleanliness. But they're they're trying their best, I'm sure. Uh, but it's it's such a a total different way of lifestyle in the sense of so right on about the racism and everything. And um, I just I'm curious, Dave, on your your time with the FBI, and I call them the Federal Bureau of Matters because Loretta Lynch said that the whole Hillary thing was a matter, not an investigation. So they do need to tame, change their moniker to the FBM. But uh, it, with them, did you, you weren't there with the Arwan brother uh, investigation because I think that was probably the tip of the iceberg to show how politically motivated they were. The whole thing with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, um, you, you really had to know their cover was blown and that they were working with a political motivation. Yeah, so I left in 2007, so some of these cases not around. But I could tell from the politics, though, that was, you know, and when you think about war, the military-industrial complex, the Republicans and the Democrats lined up really close when it came to those topics. You know, it's the same reason why they both supported the Patriot Act. So this whole war on terror we got a lot of support from both Republicans and and the Democrats. The the point is, many people don't know, but President Bush had warned Director Mueller. He said, if another terrorist attack happens, you're fired. So we unleashed the dogs when it came to, uh, you know, counterterrorism. And both Republicans and Democrats, basically, every, they said, go for it. I mean, it's similar like the military-industrial complex. Everyone's on board. Well, and absolutely. And the whole thing is they still elicited and used like Rod Rosenstein's uh, dirty trick ball, you know, at the point where they knew when stuff was happening and they were always there after the scene. I mean, the whole thing with Seth Rich, the Georgia Guidestones, you know, even the January 5th bomber, you know, it's like they incorporate incompetence into their uh, their game plan. They're always there. I mean, you know, look at the uh, Marjorie Stoneham shooting, you know, yeah. add all the information and just, you know, purposefully run this stuff under cover of uh, bureaucracy to come in and, and justify their, their their huge budget for these psyops. You, you make a great point, and it's similar to the military-industrial complex. In the FBI during that time, a lot of the management – they were excited and happy with this war on terror because at the end of the day, if there's no threat, then there's really no budget. So it's only, you know, whether it's the military, whether it's the FBI or the CIA, they, they like these threats, manufactured or not. But that was a good, we, I was told many times we had a, our budget was increased just drastically because of the war on terror. So, it, there's a there's an excitement with this when there's these threats and risks because this is what these agencies need. That's what they need their tax money for. Well, so that's a good point, and that's the difference between me and the new the new FBI whistleblowers. When I was in the FBI, there were, of course, if you made arrests and you, you made a lot of arrests, you'll get promoted. But at the time, there was no financial incentives. But at, when I was in the Bureau, 
they were actually already deliberating of should we make a new incentive program where we're financially rewarded for the more rest. And I even said, I said, that's not going to be a pretty good, uh, uh, you know, from a morale standpoint, because then we're going to be biased. So it sounds like from the new, the, the recent FBI whistleblowers, those plans are now enacted where now FBI management gets monetary bonuses if they make their certain marks of arrest. When I was in the FBI, it wasn't in place, but they were talking about it. But you could just say it's more it's morphing in the wrong direction. It's 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 going to get worse. So, guys, if I can, just for the audience, I was muted during that rant. My point was about the FBI creating cases of terror because there's an incentivization. They went from an, an, an investigative investigative agency to an intelligence agency, and they basically put together all of these cases so that they could have notches on their belt. They could have stories come out in The New York Times and The Washington Post and make it look like they were earning those tax dollars because as soon as they're appropriated they've got to find an excuse to be spending them go ahead guys yeah and i was just going to say uh, to david's point you know uh the fbi isn't incentivized i mean even through the illegal raids and everything they aren't even incentivized to go against the cartels so in that respect you know that's that's a big money grab you know i'd rather have the fbi going against the cartels but there's no legal accountability in courtrooms because we suck at lawfare, uh, conservatives and Republicans alike, you know, that the accountability for seven, say, Kevin Kleinsmith, all right, and yeah. going through the, you know, the Sussman trial, we found out, uh, you know, the DNC has an office, you know, at the FBI. It's like you're not seeing any political, financial, or judicial, you know, ramifications. Or, you know, you're not seeing any justice. It all seems to be one-sided. So I don't know short of, you know, tearing down the whole FBI and rebuilding it, you know, and, and having maybe military replace it so, you know, we well, can get this straightened out. It's It's got to be equal both sides. David, let me jump off of that, David. Do you think, because I mean, obviously what we are seeing play out right now with the FBI, I mean, you've had a whole generation to develop this culture. You know, you were there in its infancy and now it's ingrained. I, this is I, business as usual. So is it possible, do you think, to reform the FBI or it, would it be necessary, like to, like Casey said, to completely chop the legs out from underneath it and build something else? <laughs> It's funny you say that because I'm now I'm seeing on television the FBI management. Some of these are my actual classmates now. Because oh, wow. remember, I joined in 2004, so it's 20 years from now. So my classmates now, they're senior management. So it's interesting. This is what I predict. And I said this in my very first, uh, you know, episode one Rumble video. And I talked about, you know, Civil War collapse. And I keep saying to the American citizens, you are going to start witnessing stuff that you've never seen before. And let's just look at Donald Trump, where he fired Director Comey. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're going to start seeing more and more of these wacky stuff. Look at me, FBI whistleblower, the FBI shit. It's horrible. It's corrupt. You know, th this is not normal. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to continue to get, you could just say, just dysfunctional. And I'm talking about our government as a whole. Until I think it's a class. I mean, it's the same thing if someone says, hey, how do we fix the fiat currency for the U.S. dollar? <laughs> the, the history of fiat currency so i just think it's going to get worse and worse but my fbi classmates 
that are hit their 20-year mark, they are now the senior management. Wow. <laughs> I don't have much rate. I think no. it's going to get worse. <laughs> and then, David, real quick, this will be my last question or comment. Um, anything on the Smirnoff, uh, you know, the, the FBI confidential, you know, it, CIA, it, you know, exactly. whoever it is. But it's so a competing narrative. It's a competing it, narrative. Well, how are you going to trust, you know, an informant, quote, unquote, give them whistleblower status, then arrest them? You know, now you can say, oh, well, you can only trust this person, but not in this agency and not in this agency. I, I see it as contradicting narratives that they can't pull out of because just like the Steele dossier, Clinton spent $9 million, $11 million for the Steele dossier, and they still wanted to use it, even though they knew it was fake. They, they just don't know when to say we've lost this narrative battle. So they're going to continue to muddy the waters, but they can't throw off the entire Biden case because of one bad witness that you said was vetted and good, you know, three or four years ago. So it's like it's a competing narrative that it just doesn't work out for the average. Well, it does work out for the average ignorant American. But anybody with, you know, two brains, two sets of brains would say, how can that be? They're good one minute, but they're bad the next minute when it's, you know, political, you know, Democrat versus Republican. It, it's the same thing that I'm saying now where you're going to start seeing the first times ever of these strange things. It makes the FBI look horrible, like it's a shit organization. When you have FBI informants like that, one, they have been vetted. They have to be vetted. Their testimony is going to be used in cases. So, you know, it's Common Sense 101. So this person was a reliable, vetted asset before, and now he's not? Mm -hmm. That's not only going to make the FBI look bad, but then if you're a good, you know, trial attorney, you know, defense attorney, you may, where your client lost the case before against the FBI because of this informant, you may try to ask for an appeal now. Because now this supposed informant that was trusted before to supply information that may have got you or your friends arrested, now he's not. And what does it make the FBI look like? It just, I'm telling you, you're, you're seeing all these American institutions, to include the military, it's becoming more incompetent and it's becoming more immoral. But that thing is weird. I've never seen that. On, it makes the FBI look like they don't know what they're doing. It also makes them look like they're never going to let Julian Assange out because he knows too much. He's validation. And as a journalist, look what happened with Gonzalo Lira. All right. You can't just praise. Look at Alexei Navalny. You can't praise a journalist. You can't praise somebody that's against the system one minute and then turn your back on them and say you support journalism. All right. Because they have the information that you don't like or, you know, that you do like, you support them, you know, and that's why I say it's all topsy-turvy to the point where, uh, and I just told Zach in a couple other shows, you're going to be at the epicenter if there is a financial collapse in Hong Kong, because you're going to see all the signs that, you know, the Chinese, uh, you know, is, is not as valued as it is. If there's an economic clash and can collapse here, it's going to be coming out of you know, Hong Kong. So you're really at the epicenter oh, yeah. of well, a telltale yeah. sign. And, and, and I don't want to change the subject so much, but it just shows how fake propaganda the, uh, the American media is. For instance, 
We're going to do Russia quick and China quick, real quick. The Russian military is a threat. We have to get NATO. It's a threat. Then, but Russia's losing the war. Ukraine's winning. Ukraine's winning. So is the Russian military strong or is it weak? So one one propaganda is Ukraine is winning. We're going to win this war. But Russia's. Same thing with China. China's a threat. China's a threat. Going back what you're saying, China's biggest concern is domestic. Their economy's doing bad. Their demographics, pollution, trust me, China's number one worry is domestic. Mm-hmm. It ain't foreign. There's a lot of internal issues that they got to deal with. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And your doomsday scenario about China invading and everything, that just leads into the big long picture of China and Russia teaming up, taking over the United States and just splitting it into just to do whatever they want to do. Because that's all we are is just at this point a resource rich, you know, boondoggle for them to share, you know, and that's obviously, you know, uh, not a not a great outcome. But I'm hoping that the the Russians are at least on our side, so we can get a a new world order where we have a voice as opposed to having to play out their uh, their nasty narratives and fight each other. So, uh, David is always great. Uh, uh, Zach, uh, you're having a little problem on Rumble, but you're coming clear on Getter. So just wanted to let you know that. And hopefully it's just not an isolated incident, like all the cell phone towers and everything going out. So you know, I, have I, a great night and God bless, guys. You too, brother. God bless. Mm-hmm. We'll see you. So, yeah, you know, I think that there's I don't know what it is because the stream goes out clean and perfect on four different platforms. But inevitably, one of them will always have issues. So. If you guys are experiencing any issues on Rumble, I would probably recommend dropping it to the lowest resolution. You can find that setting inside the actual video window. Uh, if you put your mouse over the, uh, the, uh, the, the video screen, there will be like a little machine cog. You click that and you can click it and go to the quality and put it on the lowest quality. You should be able to get full 1080 though. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting in beautiful 1080p, and everything should be fine. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's actually talk about the uh, the situation in China real quick. I mean, just overall, uh, I mean, are you confident that if the if the shit does hit the fan, that that you're good where you're at, that you're not going to need to go someplace else? Because I think. It's it's a realistic possibility that the Chinese, uh, at one point before Joe Biden's presidency is over, that they're going to say, guess what? We're taking Taiwan back, and there's nothing that you guys can do about it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, you always want to have a, a plan B, you know, an exit strategy. Absolutely. And the difference between me and I, I guess I guess people in America is when you're in China, you're always a foreigner. This is never going to be your home. So I, I would never advise people to have two feet in here. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, it's always going to be one foot and one foot outside. So that's one thing. I uh, So we'll talk about Taiwan. Again, I've been studying China since uh, 1995. And Taiwan, we're going to put it real simple, but if people have more questions, I could get more in depth. So <clears throat> the Chinese view Taiwan as their own territory. You know, this is a domestic issue, and they will sooner or later take Taiwan back. It just is. It's going to happen. Do I think they're going to invade, though? I don't. I don't think they're going to invade, at least this year. And partially, I think, is um, it's harder than you think. And I've said this before, too. When people are worried about China invading America, 
trust me, they'll have enough time just crossing the Taiwanese Strait. Right, it's right. a difficult thing. They're they're not going crossing the Pacific Ocean. I get people. I I get weird comments. They're going to invade. They're going to once they take Taiwan and move out, then we could start talking about an American invasion. But right now. I think a Taiwan invasion is still a little bit. And don't fool yourself. The main crux to Taiwan is America. My point is, if America said, Taiwan, you're on your own. Trust me, I've been to Taiwan many times. They're not warriors. <laughs> 90% of the Taiwanese people, if they said, America, you're not going to help us? No. Nope. They'd say, all right, looks like we're Chinese again. They're, they're not going to they're, they're not gonna put up a fight. Well, so the, the, it's really America. The, the reason that I am you know, convinced that this is such a viable possibility is because, you know, Joe Biden has essentially broken decades of U.S. foreign policy. And, you know, he has failed to back up a uh, 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 an independent Taiwan. I mean, they've basically given signals to China that, you know, whatever you're going to do, guys, we're not going to stop you. Although I think that there would have to be some sort of like half hearted effort that would take place if they really wanted to do it at a time when, you know, perhaps there would be some confusion. They could wait until January 20th of next year in the middle of the inauguration. You know, can you imagine what kind of a shit show that would be if they took advantage of a a changeover in the administration? And when it comes to an invasion of the United States, that's already happened. I mean, the Chinese already own so much stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Meaning. I the way I look at it, when I said America's going to collapse, if you take China and Russia out of the picture, our own traitorous government, globalists, they're going to wreck it for us. You know, immigration. I have a feeling that our government could be compromised already financially oh, with the Chinese government. I believe. We and are. so these are backdoor deals mm-hmm. of how China is getting influence in America. But I don't blame China directly. It's sort of like this. The fentanyl mm-hmm. is China sending is China sending fentanyl into America? Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. But whose responsibility is it to seal the borders? Uh, the it's government, not China. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. So the point is, is does China have a a uh, are there back deals done where China has advantages to take advantage of America? Mm-hmm. Probably so. Yes. But why did our corrupt government allow that to happen? Because our corrupt government are globalists. They just want exactly. media. Our government sold us out. Yes. You know, China's yeah. China's going to look out for China. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Why? Why isn't our government looking out for us, though? No. That's what we need to ask. I absolutely agree with you. One hundred percent. All right. Uh, looks like Jojo wants me to play Muffin Gate. I'll play Muffin Gate at the end, guys. I'll play it at the end. Uh, let me real quick. Say thank you to a boneless chicken. Harrington says happy full moon Saturday. Nikki <laughs> Saturday, Nikki kicking night. Thank you for being here, Red Pill. And uh, thank you to Candy Licious. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump beat the tar out of uh, Nikki Haley today in the primary in South Carolina. It was like something like uh, like 60 to 40 percent, which I still think is not really an organic uh, result. You probably had somebody stacking the deck for Nikki Haley. Uh, despite the fact that she lost in her home state, she has uh, vowed to stay in the fight until Super Tuesday, which is March 5th. It's just right around the corner. I predict that Donald Trump is going to wipe the floor with Nikki Haley. There's no way that she will ever uh, even come close to being the nominee. And like I was telling David before the show, she's getting paid. You know, she's drawing a check from her campaign account. 
There's so much dark money, so much pack money that's going into Nikki Haley because she's basically the last man standing, if you will, between President Trump and the nomination. But it's an inevitability at this point. Uh, Fredo says, great show. And thank you, David. I uh, love you, Zach. Love you too, brother. Sorry, didn't get more rants. The times are tough. Esther gave up rants for Lent, so there's that. What do you think wins the presidency, and uh, who do you think wins the presidency, and who do you think is VP? So I've already said I think Donald Trump wins the presidency, but do you have any predictions, uh, you know, in in regards to the the existential fight between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and who would you predict for VP, David? So I've already made my recommendation for VP Donald Trump. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I like that Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. guy. Mm. Uh, I thought he would have been a good VP. I don't know all his issues, though. Some people have said he's in, you know, he's for reparations. I, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't support that. So I don't know all his issues, but on face value, any politician that's sort of anti corporations, anti pharmaceuticals, yeah. which sounds like John, I kind of like him. So with that guy out, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the field. I mean, Trump, Trump, it doesn't matter who his VP is, unless I guess maybe the dem he's trying to maybe bring Democrats over, but mm-hmm. he's the main, he's the main actor. He's the show. He's everything. So I, I think the base support people like me, we're going to vote for him and we don't care who the VP is. So I don't know who is, but the first, you know, recommendation I have is I did like that John F. Uh, Jr. guy. So who else? Um, I definitely think, I hope it's not going to be Nikki Haley at all. And if he picks a woman, it's um kind of forget. Oh, Tulsi Gabbard's not yeah. so bad. She could yeah. be an interesting pick. She's kind of like the polar opposite of Nikki Haley on war. Yeah, I agree. And, and what what matters to me is you know what you just said. I mean, somebody who isn't going to be a neocon war hawk, uh, somebody who does support our, our civil liberties, somebody who is you know at best. All they need to do is just show up. <laughs> like All they have to do is stand best behind Donald Trump. <laughs> as long as they're not trying to stab him in the back, as long as they're not working with the opposition to try to take him down, that's all that matters. I mean, I really do think that it's a, uh, a fruitless argument. I see people getting angry about people making suggestions and stuff. It's all wargaming at this point, guys. You know, there's no need to get your panties in a bunch over it because I, I trust whoever Donald Trump is going to pick. Uh, you know, he's he, the boss. He, yeah, he's the boss, man. You know, he's going to he's going to pick someone who's going to back up the America first agenda. And I think it's going to be a very different sort of presidency than what we saw the first time around. You know, I, Donald Trump has has nothing to fear. Once he becomes president again, he doesn't have to make anybody happy. He doesn't have to worry about getting elected again. Only thing he has to worry about is whether or not he's serving the American people. And I think he's proven himself by showing that that's what he's trying to do. You know, he could have walked away and all of these court cases would have gone away. They would have left him alone. He wouldn't have had to worry about losing his money or his companies or his fortune. And he could have just lived out the rest of his days in Lake Havasu or, you know, I I don't know, someplace else that's nice. But um, but he got back in the game and he did it for a reason. So even if it is RFK Jr., I'm I'm not going to be upset. I'll I'll trust Donald Trump's judgment on this one. And Frank, you and, and excuse me, Frank, you Fredo. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, Balshek says, I love your show, Zach. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being here. Fredo says, also much love to Debbie. Best mod on the interwebs. Debbie is truly uh, dedicated to the cause. Thank you, Debbie. And then Balshek also says, Debbie is the best moderator on Rumble. And we do have another caller on the line. So let's go ahead and bring them in. Caller, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi, who are we talking to? Hi, this is CZ Gira. Oh, welcome to the program. How you doing, brother? 
I'm doing okay. Thank you kindly. Although it's uh, kind of difficult living up here in Trudeau's China. Oh. Um, I was just wondering if um, Dave might have had any information on um, and the Canadians or what the Chinese are doing in Canada getting ready for. Um, we know that Trudeau's been training their generals. Um, of course, his only complaint was, who was whining? Trump? <laughs> well, from the, and again, this is going to be a broad statement. It's kind of it's hard to, you know, focus it down. But the Chinese look at the Americans as obviously the boss, and they view Canada as the weakling. You know, so the point is, is they push their agenda much harder on on Canada because Canada, even us Americans, we view the Canadians as socialists. So you are viewed upon in a general sense by the Chinese as a as a weaker version and the chinese will push their uh i mean you're getting i mean basically vancouver right now is a chinese city so it just is what it is but you have a socialist government weak government and the chinese will i'm not saying it's bad on the chinese it's kind of like a poker player business player they're just going to take advantage of you more yeah and he's also given away a lot of our natural resources to him as well so it's, uh, I don't know, I'm just waiting for them to start donning uh, blue helmets and start force vaxxing us once the WHO engages their One Health and uh, starts forcing all that on us. Yeah, like I said, I, I think the first is you got to get this Trudeau out. Yeah, you're, you're seeing that throughout the, throughout the Western world is you have these globalist, weak, you know, corporate glo- globalist politicians that are just destroying your country. Well, now Trudeau and, and, and uh, Singh are trying to change our election laws to uh, three days and vote by mail. Yeah, it, and that, like I said, this is where China, they know this, and a lot of these countries, even Russia knows this. You know, the destruction of America and Canada, you know, you change the people, you change the demographics, you do it through immigration— and your country will be defeated, and not one single rifle needs to be fired. No war is going to—I keep saying this. You could take China and Russia out of the equation. The way Canada continues to do their internal policies, just like America, your, your country will be over. Well, it's all run by the U.N., obviously. UNDRIP yeah. and Bill C-15 have uh, removed our property rights uh, pretty, pretty near. So, yeah, uh, Canada's uh, going to be in trouble if uh, the U.S. falls. That's for sure. Actually, the world will. But uh, Canada's going to need help once you guys are free. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Good luck to you. Cheers. All right. Peace. God bless. All right. Um, yes. So, I, and I just want to be clear. When, when I say that it doesn't matter who the VP pick is, I, I am exclusively referring to my implicit trust in Donald Trump's judgment. I think that it matters, obviously, but he's already chosen. He's already made up his mind. He's vetted the person who it's going to be, and he's not going to choose someone who's going to stab him in the back. And so I'm saying it doesn't matter only because Donald Trump has this and he's got it well in hand. So we don't need to worry ourselves getting you know bent out of shape over it. Whoever it is, it's going to be 100% America first. It's going to be somebody that Donald Trump knows is going to uh, implement his agenda. Uh, I was just saying in the foxhole chat, I, I would love to see General Flynn as the director of the FBI. Can you guys imagine that? Oh, yeah. You know, they used they used FISA to go after Flynn first and then Donald Trump, everybody else in his orbit. Flynn could spearhead the efforts to clean up the agency and he could I do it. 
very effectively. And he knows more than just about the FBI. He knows about bodies that were buried throughout the Obama administration. And, you know, I think Cash Patel at the CIA. I think Rick Grinnell coming back in. I think, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, he was in Congress and I'm drawing a blank on his name. I can see him in my mind. Um, he was the, uh, the, uh, uh DNI. Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe. I think Ratcliffe is going to come back 100 percent. We're going to see the all stars from Trump's first time in office, uh, the people who supported him. Um, Devin Nunes, uh, you know, I mean, like, you know, he knows all about the investigation uh, that was done in the Senate uh, to uh, to look into the the plot to destroy President Trump. So maybe he could come back in some fashion. But I, I think he's having a good time running Truth Social. And that's why we're not seeing anything else there. All right. Uh, and then, uh, thanks, thanks again, everybody over here. Candylicious, appreciate you as well. Okay. So, uh, other, okay. Was there any other aspect of your story, David, that we didn't get to, like in terms of the FBI coming after you, trying to, to destroy your life, uh, things that they did in, in, in your, your personal life, your, your business life? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously my career got, got ruined. The FBI also, I'll tell you, when I left the FBI, there's, there's still more about the story, but I'll give you another quick story. When I left the FBI, it was such bad blood. They had said, you will never work for the United States government again, which was fine. I, I really didn't want to, but guess what? It came back. When I went to Harvard, I, I, I left the FBI, I went to the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was looking on going to China. But, you know, I didn't have really direct business experience, and every all the recruiters at Harvard, all the jobs that they were recruiting me for was back in Washington, D.C., as a contractor, as a Beltway bandit. Mm-hmm. You know, just like uh, Edward Snowden, that, that Washington, D.C. is filled with these government contract firms. To make a long story short, I ended up being a government contractor in Washington, D.C., not because I wanted to. It was just it was I couldn't get the jobs overseas. And they said, you know, your resume, your West Point, FBI, this and that. And what happened was I was on a project under the director of national intelligence. I was on this project for about a year. And then my partner in the law firm, not my partner, he's a partner. I was just a, you know, a regular consultant. He calls me and I was doing good work and, you know, I wasn't getting into any trouble with the law. You know, it was a normal. He calls me and he's like, David, we got a, we got a problem. Come to my office. So he comes to his office and he goes, he goes, dude, he goes, your clearance is pulled. And I said, oh, really? Now he didn't know about the bad blood of me in the FBI. I never said it to him. I said, really? He goes, and he was shocked. He goes, what the hell happened? He goes, did you just get arrested yesterday? Like he thought, man, and I was like, no, no, I didn't, you know, do it. he goes, your, your clearance is pulled. And basically it was a really polite conversation. And we parted in good, in good ways, you know, a couple weeks later, but it was like, because I didn't have a clearance, I couldn't be on that project. Right. So, I, you know, basically we have to let you go, but th- this FBI just uh, on and on, but also, like I said, what happens is what people have to realize is when the FBI spies on you, they're going to your family, friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, and they're destroying your reputation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if the FBI knocks on your door and says, listen, we want to talk to you about so-and-so, your friend, your classmate, your your nephew, your whatever, you're obviously thinking, this guy must be up to, you know, they're not going to tell you the specific reasons, right? but it is damaging your reputation and it's going on and on and on. And I confronted the FBI. So this is all documented, you know, in Beijing, I had a talk with, them. I said, stop doing it, whatever you have, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Mine is even worse because normally when the FBI does this on us citizens, 
they have to do it so light that you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know about it, well, you don't know it. But they do it harder on me because part of the reason I left the country and they had to use techniques that were more known. Meaning, if I was located in America like you, oh my God, your phone lines, your house. I mean, it's so easy for them to get what they want and mm-hmm. you not knowing it. Yep. But because I was overseas, they had to push the investigation. And every time they pushed, they left trails and I could tell what they're doing. But, you know, and like I said, what was really amazing is they actually got West Point graduates to spy on me. This is West Point. I yep. mean, these are we- these are classmates there, and they pay you money too. And and I say that too. I did a video on it. This is actually the sad story. When I was in the FBI and they they were telling us how you know how to recruit, how to recruit your assets. I thought it was going to be really difficult, but you know something? When you give people money. And working for, you know, now there's some people that are compromised, you know, either work for us, or you're going to jail, you know, right. that's also, you know, come, but you'd be surprised when that FBI, FBI knocks on your door, people feel like they're in Hollywood, like, oh, wow, I'm going to work for the FBI and hey, I can, and some of the, some of this money is a lot. I mean, I, I was going to say, how much money are we talking about? Oh, man. Well, it all depends on what you can give, but if it's a national security investigation like me, mine's national security, it's not. You have assets that could easily be making one hundred thousand U.S. dollars a year easily. That's also tax free. Wow, easily a hundred thousand. You could go all the way up to a million dollars, a hundred thousand to a million dollars. It depends on what you give. But this is what I said in another video. This is also the problem. People can get addicted to that money. So all of a sudden, you're working for the FBI for a year, and they're 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 giving you the plan on how to penetrate me. This is what we're going to do for David. This is what we're going to do. Then that informant gets all that money, gets addicted to it, and then he finally reports to the FBI there's nothing found. Well, the FBI is going to have to shut it down. But if the person says, no, 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 there's more. I think David is this. So when you talk about entrapment, it's not just entrapment. I did a video on this on Rumble, if anyone's interested. It's not just the FBI agents that could push you because they want to make the case. But it's also the informants who are making money because they know if the case is shut down or there's no evidence, well, then there's no money for them. So there's this incentive to keep this case moving forward. Right, right. Well, there goes my car payment. (laughs) They're going to keep going, of course, you know. Uh, Let's see. Fredo says uh, Chinese people are good people. The government's crap. Just like us, we are good people, but we have a deep state government. Same goes for every country, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're basically the people of the world versus the uh, the authoritarians of the New World Order. And you, what you were saying earlier, I mean, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, of course, the Chinese government is going to do what's best for the Chinese government. They're going to be they're going to be making decisions. They're going to be penetrating targets in the effort of furthering their own interests. The same with Russia, the same with, you know, many nations. Uh, only now it seems like the, in a lot of Western nations, the people of those countries are the absolute last consideration. You know, I mean, it's about the furthering of the uh, the goals of those crooked individuals that are, are holding those reins of power uh, or their business interests, uh, as you've so succinctly put. Uh, let me see. Creighton says, do you use dip Kodiak? No, I don't dip Kodiak. I have... Hang on. I have these uh, CBD uh, um, pouches that sometimes I'll dip. But uh, also, Fredo says, don't be a bigot. 
hit the thumbs up, you nationalists. Shame on you for loving the USA. Uh, I saw a meme that said, you know who you are voting for in if you wait, you know who you're voting for if you have a U.S. flag telling. Yes, uh, I don't see all that many Biden voters or Democrats that have uh, an American flag prominently displayed uh, outside their home or outside their place of business. We've got one more caller, guys, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, call it there. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Oh, shit, I made it through. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm Jeff, uh, Redneck Renegade. Oh, Redneck Rumble, Renegade. But, uh, good, good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. I've been, dude, I've been listening to you for, I don't three, four years now, probably, but. I, I remember the name, I listen yeah. to you live. I listen to you live when I'm at work, but I'm a welder fabricator, so I'm bouncing around doing shit, so Sweet. I can't really talk a lot, but, uh. Yeah, I'm up in uh, Northwest Ohio, just south of Toledo, right in J.R. Mizuzi's area. Beautiful. So, good, good. How do, how do you think yeah. J.R.'s doing in this race? I think he's doing good. He got fucked by Marcy Captor last time. Yes, he did. But yeah. I, I don't think the establishment is going to be able to take it this time. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, you know, we, obviously, we're big fans here, of J.R. Yeah, I'm like like I said, I'm just about an hour south of Toledo in Defiance, Ohio, and cool. there's a lot of J.R. stuff around here. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad uh, to hear it. Oh, what's that little dude, that young kid that you guys had on Pixels? a few times? Pixels? No, he's 16 or something like that. He's from around here. Oh, gosh. I I, I don't remember. Uh, something Patriot Joe or something like that. I can't remember. He's a younger dude. You had him on the show once or twice. Okay. But, um, yeah. I know that. I mean, you see... Go ahead. Pardon? No, I was just saying go ahead. Oh, yeah. Majewski, he's he's pretty popular around here, especially throughout uh, uh just normies, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he's starting to become a regular name. Like the, earlier today, I ran up to Kroger, grabbed a head of lettuce and some tomatoes and a couple things. Yep. And I was at the self checkout thing, and I had to get the head of lettuce weighed. And it asked for the cashier or whatever. So here comes this little old lady. She was, I don't know, probably mid-60s maybe. You know, mm-hmm. she's probably retired. This is a second job. Yep. And she weighed out the last for me and punched in a little number and whatnot. And she was like, man, I can't believe how expensive everything is right now. I said, and I was like, yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and next thing you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I was watching CPAC today. Trump spoke and he made two cues and this and that. And I'm like... <laughs> Whoa! This little lady working at Kroger knows what's going on. Like, That's great. I walked out of Kroger with my cart, like, wow, mind blown. How cool is that, dude? Very cool. You know, I yeah. I loved I loved when we were in Ohio. The people of Ohio were so great. Pretty much everybody was based. I I hardly ran across anybody who was brainwashed. Yeah, it's it's a good place to be. Yeah, I, I remember you mentioning throughout the years you're up in Michigan. Like yep. you're not too far from Ohio line, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was in uh, uh, Central Michigan, uh, and then me and Lisa had a place in uh, in Kent. She's from she's from Alliance, and uh, and so we were in Michigan half the time, and then in Ohio the other half of the time. But obviously yeah. now we're okay. down in Florida, yeah. so yeah. My aunt, my aunt has a lake house, like I don't know, maybe a half hour away from MIS. Okay. The, the track up there. So, cool. yeah, I'm, I've been through Hudson and all that, and I go to Marenzi for my weed and shit. And... <laughs> good stuff, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's the spot. Michigan's yeah. a good spot. <laughs> yes, it is. Nice little area around here. But, yeah, I wanted to call in. You finally did a 
call-in show and you're live and I happen to be home. I got some steaks going and whatnot. I want to call in and say howdy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, have you listened to uh, David's story? What do you think? I just caught the tail end when I got home. <laughs> okay. Well, it's no problem. You know, been, go back yeah, and rewind I've been working it. on my truck all night. We, I put a new motor in my truck. So oh, cool. we've been getting the, getting the bugs and wings out of it. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. I'll definitely rewatch the show tomorrow and listen. Okay, awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate so David, you calling don't in. don't be rude, but how you no, doing, no buddy? Problem. God bless you all. Well, I know you good. got other cars on the line, so I'll get off here, but no problem. I'm going to call in and say howdy. All right, man. It's good talking to you. Thank you so much. Yep. Yep. Right. God bless, everybody. God bless, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right, sweet. So, David, do you know what Muffin Gate is? No, I don't. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is a standing desk. I'm sitting right now, but... Uh, a couple of years ago, I was interviewing another expatriate, uh, my friend John Mark Dugan. He blew the whistle on his sheriff's department down here in Florida and uh, also had something to do with uh, Guccifer and WikiLeaks uh, uh, releases. Anyways, he had to flee the country. He went to Russia and he now has permanent residency there. And uh, and and he can never come back to the United States either. So we, we were talking about about his experience and uh, and and what he went through. And my I was standing, and the dogs. When I'm standing, there's beds underneath here, and so they'll be sleeping in those beds. Out of nowhere, they start going at it, and it was just like this, like you know, <laughs> whirling dervish of like fur and teeth. And I'm like trying to get them to to separate in the midst of this show going on, and it, it's all you can hear is them killing each other. And finally, I got Muffin up, and I and I ran away with her. Anyways, it became known as Muffin Gate, and uh, and and so now every now and then I, I play the the video. So <laughs> what I'm actually gonna do is uh, this is this is the uh, the Muffin Gate uh, remix that was produced by I want to say. Uh, Sir William, I can't remember his name, man. Somebody, whoever it was, made this set, set Muffin Gate to uh, Four Non Blondes. Do you know that song? Uh, Hey, hey, hey. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let me play this for the audience and, uh, and we'll, we'll get it going for David too so he can see, uh, Muffin Gate. Let me, let me share this and, uh, and then we'll go ahead and close out the night. But, uh, here we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? And I say, hey, 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 hey. Wow. Um, so in 2017, <laughs> little muffin. So John was such a pro. He just kept talking. He just kept going with the story. <laughs> it was so he, he was so good. He's like, "What the hell is going?" He had no idea what was going on. Like all he heard was the dogs. Anyways, 
So to, to supplement that story, they had gotten into a fight like a week before that. And like the dogs don't bite me and they generally don't fight, bite each other. But like I reached in to grab Muffin and she whipped around and bit my bicep and like punctured my arm. Yeah. And I, and, and like as soon wow. as she, as soon as she did it, she knew she was like, she knew she fucked up. <laughs> okay. Like, cause I, I, I was like, I'm going to put you to sleep. And she has never, ever done anything like that ever again. Thank God. But, um, but yeah, it was just like, you know, the heat of the moment. She didn't know what she was biting. She just thought she was fighting with another dog. But anyways, that was Muffin Gate. And, uh, yeah, so that's a nice way to send you off. David, uh, I want to thank you for being here. Your Rumble link is in the description of this video. Your website is terabinth.info. You're no longer on Twitter. Do you have social media anywhere else that you want people to know about? I, I am on Gab now. Oh, cool. Okay, well, Gab will never shut you down. <laughs> yeah, Gab, Gab should be fine. <laughs> Gab's great too. Gab's great. You, we got to get you on Pilled, man. We got to get you on uh, on the Foxhole because that's another place that you can stream. And it, they, it there's a great community there. We've got uh, dedicated people that have been with the channel since the very beginning. I've been on Pilled since the the very first time, very first moment cool. they started streaming. So we'll get you hooked up with that. Uh, I guess at the end of the show, David, what do you want the audience to take away from tonight's conversation? I'm going to keep it real simple. I'd say one: America is still going to collapse. Get behind Trump 100%. I think the biggest threat could be economics, the dollar, the, 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 uh, you know, the debt. But I would just say is in times of stress, you have to unite. You have to get behind a leader. I'd say support Donald Trump. Best president I've ever, I've ever seen in my lifetime. Amen. I'm with you. All right. And final thank yous over here. Thank you to Candylicious and Judy, the lady pug. And also, uh, Fredo says, no more Nikki Haley. It's Nimarada. <laughs> I can never say this right. Nimarada, Nikki Rondawa, Haley. She is not one of us. No, she certainly isn't. Uh, Rice. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you, as always, to David for taking the time to be here with us and to share his story uh i think he made a lot of salient points you know i mean we've we've got a lot of work to do i don't think that america will no longer exist but i definitely think that the only way we make it through to the other side uh with a significant restructuring is with a period of pain you know i mean like growth is painful it's unfortunate but there's a lot of things that we can do to ensure that it will be as pain free as possible for each of us on an individual basis so thank you everybody for hanging out with us i will be off tomorrow because it's sunday but i'll be back monday at 5 p.m eastern for another episode of red pill news i have a special uh off weekend interview that i'm going to be releasing on monday as well with dr jason dean he's been on the show on the weekend before but we had some stuff to talk about that was super prescient so i'm going to be releasing that early in the day so keep your eyes out otherwise good luck god bless david we will see you next time take care thank you
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.